Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Have your Bibles go ahead and turn me to the book of Luke chapter 20, verses 45 through 47. Luke chapter 20, verses 45 through 47 reads as follows. Then in the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples, Beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. I'm going to, based on what I just read to you, I want to talk to you from this topic, and we'll get there if you, because I know you're going to follow along as we get into the Word of God. Remaining conscious of who I am following. Remaining conscious of who I am following. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for your word today. And we pray that the word of God will continue to have free course. Father, this is a good atmosphere because of the people of God praying believers, Father, worshiping believers, Father. We you know you said you looking for some to worship you, God. I'm so glad you found them right here at Overcomers Christian Center. We have people in this sanctuary that want to worship you, that want to give you glory, that love you, God, with all their heart, mind, and soul, Father. And, th- and th- listen, I know we're reading about the pretense, but this is not a pretense. We are real about our worship. We're real about our giving. We're real about our relationship with Jesus, God. And, Father, we thank you for that. Thank you for loving us enough, for helping us, and doing all that you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. We're in the season or the vein where we're learning about following our omniscient God. And, of course, we've been flowing along on the area of who not to follow. Because people, you know, when Jesus came and on the earth, if you look at the pattern of Jesus, he saw and he knew that the people were following certain people. And so he didn't just come and say, don't follow him. He began to teach the people who not to follow And after he taught them who not to follow, he taught them who to follow. Remember when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. One of the things you find out about God is because God has in mind what he wants for his people. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows what you want. He knows what you need. He knows his plan that he has for you, according to Jeremiah in 29. And that's why, before we get into our notes, I want to give you just a few things that I believe truly, when we understand the heart of God, we'll see why God doesn't want us to follow certain people. Let's, let's say, for example, let's go to John chapter 10, verse 10. We, we've been studying John chapter 10 and for a little while now. And we want to just briefly go over this scripture here. John 10 and 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So you know that Jesus came to the earth for his people to have abundant life. 
Remember, he came. He came through Mary, but he came on the earth. And one of the reasons he came, so his people, his sheep, his the born-again believers would have abundant life. He came so we could have access to the supernatural life, the prosperous life, a life of bigger and better. And God has been fulfilling his promise ever since he came. In fact, he was doing it before he came through the prophets and old. But now he came personally to make sure that his people will have abundant life. And if God wants me to have abundant life, if anybody goes contrary to that, then I, I better watch out who I'll, those I got to watch those people. Because if God wants me to be prosperous, I need to make sure I go toward God's way of doing things. That's why we see in scriptures such scriptures as 3 John 2. Go to 3 John 2. 3 John 2. Again, these are not a part of your notes. You can write these in as a part of your extra study. 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Notice that God wants us to prosper not just in some things, but what? In all things. And be in health just as your soul prospers. Our soul, our mind, our will, and emotions as it prospers. What does it mean? God wants our mindset to be successful. He wants our mindset to be successful. He wants our mindset to be happy. He wants our mindset to be uh, to go into a better place for our lives. God said, you know what? I don't like where they're at. I want them to have better for their life. So I want their mindset to come. See, really, when your mind come out, you're not far behind your mind. You're not far behind your mind. When your mind come out, you are not far behind your mind. But if your mind stay in, I don't care what you have. You will always go how you think, how you talk, and how you act. So we need to renew our mind with the word of God so we can think like God wants for us to think. He wants us to prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers, our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. He wants them to be successful, be happy, to cause bigger and better to take place in our lives. And one aspect of prosper is that our soul must prosper. Our mind, our will, our emotions, the way we think, the way we talk, and the way we act, it's got to prosper. In order to do that, God gives us promises like Second Chronicles 20 and 20. Let's go to Second Chronicles 20 and 20. He says, I know that my people need to prosper. My people need to think better. My, my people need to act better. But I've got to put something into motion. In fact, he already had the plan going in motion before he got here um, concerning how he's going to do that for his people. And what he says in Second Chronicles, let's go to Second Chronicles 20 and verse 20. Because it's imperative that we understand the plan of God for our lives. Second Chronicles 20 and 20. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall what? 
prosper. When you believe the prophets or the pastors, you going, you're going to prosper. You're going to be successful. You're going to be happy. You're going to cause bigger and better to take place in your mind. But notice how you're going to get it. You're going to hear from the prophet. Somebody going to be speaking knowledge and understanding into your life. So in turn, you can think and talk and act better. He's going to, I got to renew your mind. I've got to change the way you're thinking. I've got to take, listen, I've got to put somebody in your life to give you what I think about you. Mm, Like that God. I like that God. I got to bring somebody in your life to tell you what I think about you. Because if you depend on yourself sometimes, you'll think, out of the box. You'll think things that are contrary to scripture. That's why he said, I need somebody in your life to speak life over you. That's why Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But you know what he said? I've got, listen, I need people in your life to show you what I think about you. I need people in your life to help you to, to listen, to think and to talk and to act better. I need people in your life to do like that. Because if not, you'll be thinking in a strange way. You'll be thinking in ways that are contrary to Scripture. Go, go with me to Jeremiah 3.15. I'm coming to the point. But get, just hold on just a moment. I want to give you something that's going to set up why God tells us not to follow certain people. Jeremiah 3.15. Because remember now, God's plan for us and what he has for us. Let me tell you something. You, God... Before you got here, God knew what he thought about you. Before you were thought about in your mother's womb, God knew about you. Jeremiah 3.15. And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. They will feed you with knowledge and understanding, which will cause us to receive bigger and better for our lives. When you have knowledge and understanding, you're going to think bigger and you're going to think better for your life. In other words, God's going to bring somebody in your life to feed you knowledge and understanding. So in turn, you can think bigger, you can think better for your life. And a sign of a, sign of a God-ordained pastor is one filled with the Holy Spirit and feeding the sheep with knowledge and understanding. This fulfilled, this fulfilled God's desires for his people. What do you mean? It changed the way you think. It changed your mind to go from thinking one way to thinking about overflow, thinking about upgrades, thinking about abundance, thinking about prosperity. Why? Because that's what God thinks about you. I mean, that, that's listen, if I came to you and told you that God didn't want you to over, have overflow and abundance, I'd be lying on God. Because why? That's what he said in his word about you. And this is what you need to understand when it comes to God. He knows what he thinks about you. That's why he sends you Holy Spirit-filled believers uh, to tell you what God says about you. That's why, let's go over to 1 Peter chapter 5. I want to give you one more scripture, at least I think, before we actually get into today's message. Because when you know what God thinks about you, when somebody comes contrary to that, you're like, hold on, something wrong with this right here. 1 Peter chapter 5. Verses 2 through 4. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 2 through 4. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly. Not, uh, excuse me, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. 
not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief, chief shepherd appears, you'll receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Read it to you again. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers. So anybody that God sends in your life, they're going to be like God wants them to be. Got to be an overseer. Got to be someone who's not by compulsion, but willing. They do it willing. They want to be. They don't listen. They don't mind being your pastor. Long story short. They don't mind. They're not, they're not mad because they got to be here on Sunday. They're not mad because you're calling them. They're not mad. Oh, I can't believe these folks calling me again. Why are you pastoring them if you don't believe in folks? Jesus didn't die for the building, y'all. Jesus died for people. He died for you praying for people. Yeah, we pray for the needs of the, of the building. Yeah, nothing, we got to ask God for that. But you know, the main people we pray for is people. The main people we pray for is people. Main target of our prayers is people. And so that has to be the mindset of ones that God put over. That's how you know that you're in the right place. Not by compulsion, but willingly. No, listen, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. I should not be trying to fleece the sheep. Not for dishonest gain. Why? Scripture say that. No, that's not the sign of a good shepherd. When they going after dishonest gain, something wrong with that picture. Nothing wrong with that picture. Notice what else he says here. Nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Best thing I can do for you is be an example of what God wants you to be. And then when the chief, chief shepherd appears, you'll receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. And you, everybody knows that once you get that those crown of glory, one day we're going to take those crowns and throw them at his feet. Because we could not do nothing without Jesus. Ooh-wee. Boy, I'm going to tell you, whatever it is, Jesus is the reason. Are y'all following me here? Unfortunately, there are those who would take advantage of the sheep. In which the Lord will warn us not to follow. You got those that God has that want to do it the right way. Not doing it for filthy lucre. Not doing it because as, as lords over the sheep. But they're doing it the right way. But there's those out there that are not doing it the right way. And this is one of the things we want to get into in today's message. So look, let's look at our notes. As believers, we must continue to be mindful that people will directly and indirectly work to influence you to follow them. People going to work on them. People will try to get you to come after them, to tag along with them, to follow after their teaching they will find ways to entice entice us based on our likes and dislikes they'll find ways to tempt you or to lure you or to attract you based on what you like and what you don't like there are people all over and out there that will try to get you to come after them based on enticing you with things you like and things you don't like that's why i believe the enemy studies how we think and how we talk and how we act to point us to ways that uh that are contrary to scripture you're gonna put something together Together. He said, you know what? I know that person likes this right here. Let me put this in this package, not showing them what's underneath the package, but they'll look at this package and say, oh, they'll, they'll like that. But they don't realize behind that is something that is evil, something that is it, it's malicious, something that is manipulated that will take them away from the will of God. 
That's why people even use our aspirations, our dreams and such like to attract us to certain jobs, promotions, positions, organization, relationship, etc. People will use your very hope against you. People will use your ambitions against you. They'll listen, they'll tell you that it's all that yeah, I know what you am you're you're going to be, you want to be, and so forth and so on, but they'll use that against you. That's why it's critical for us to pray in our heavenly language so that we can commune with God and know his voice rather than the voice of strangers and robbers and thieves and wolves and so forth. If we're not led by the omniscient God, we may stray from his path for our lives and end up in the highway that seems right rather than his pathway. We'll stray. We will drift away. We'll move away. We'll aimlessly go from a, uh, go from the right course of action if we're not careful. Let's, let's go to Proverbs 14 and 12. Let's look at that scripture real quickly. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12. Proverbs 14 and verse 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. The highway that seems right, seems right, but you can drift away from what is right. What is God telling you to do? Many of us have found ourselves before we were born again, and sadly some, after we received Jesus as Lord and Savior, we find ourselves living a life in a manner that allowed us to do what we wanted to do, which may be drinking, may be smoking, may be living a life of uh where we were married, getting high, linking up with unbelievers and so forth. But it was a way that seemed right, but that way was in the way of destruction. The way of destruction. That's why I believe that Jesus understood how easy some people can be persuaded to lead the way of righteousness where we can receive uh way of righteousness where we can receive life and, and avoid the pathway of de- death based on Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 28. Let's go to Proverbs 12 and 28. In the way of righteousness is life and its pathway there is no death. In the way of righteousness is life and its pathway there is no death. So when you're in the path of righteousness, you're going to perform righteous acts. You're going to do uh, the place of peace and prosperity. It is going to be the way that it need, you need to go. And we should always follow the path that God has for righteous sake. In fact, Jesus invests a lot of time teaching us, his disciples uh, in public and private setting, just as we read in Luke 21. Let's go to Luke 21, because this is right before we get to our main text I want to deal with today. In Luke 20 and verse 1. Now, it happened on one of those days as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel that the chief priests and the scribes together with the elders uh, confronting him. I want you to notice something in Luke 21. It happened on one of those days as he taught the people in the temple. Temple represents the church and preached the gospel. So now Jesus is teaching. He's instructing. He's instilling doctrine. And one of the things I love about God, God is explaining things to his people. And one thing about the kingdom of God, somebody needs to explain it to you. 
Somebody needs to break it down to you so it would not be a mystery to you. You won't look at the kingdom of God as something that is voodoo or something that is, you know, out of my midst. But understand the kingdom of God is around you every day of your life. You need to be understand about that. So Jesus talked to people. He instilled doctrine to them. He instructed them. And he also preached the gospel. And, and the gospel is the good news about salvation. Salvation is deliverance, protection, and prosperity. He talked about salvation. He taught the gospel. He taught about the kingdom of God. Now, in today's text, when we look in Luke 20, and remember he's teaching. Think about this. Jesus is teaching and he's preaching the gospel. He's teaching and he's preaching. He's teaching and he's preaching. Go to Luke 20 and 46. So remember, he's teaching. Oh, it's going to be 45. 45. Then in the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples. He said to his disciples. So remember now, he's teaching, he's instructing, he is explaining something to them. And he, and notice this, he's talking to his disciples, but he wants to make sure other people hear. Listen, you know how some people, they talk loud, but they talk loud on purpose. They want everybody to hear. This is Jesus right here. Yeah, I know I'm talking to disciples, but I know y'all hear me too. So he said this, beware. Can you imagine? You sitting there, and you know you go to church A, B, and C, where they got scribes, and all of a sudden, Jesus says, beware the scribes. I can imagine that got some of their attention, because I know if I was in that, in that conversation, I'd be like, who do you mean, beware the scribes? I go to the church where the scribes minister at. What? Beware? Especially when Jesus says something. Because, you know, if some, you know, when some people talk, you ever remember that commercial from a long time ago when E.F. Hutton taught people listen? Well, E.F. Hutton wasn't talking about nothing in my opinion, but that's, that's here and there. When Jesus taught, he's saying something that's important. When Jesus taught, he's saying something that's going to be life-changing. When Jesus taught, hey, when he said beware, I got to, uh-oh, something must be going on here. And so when Jesus is talking, when Jesus is still in doctrine, when Jesus is saying something, I better Take heed to what he's saying. I gotta take heed to what he's saying. Cause if he, if he's saying something, see God don't waste words like man do. He don't waste conversations like man do. When God says something, he's saying something that's gonna be beneficial to my life. Cause remember now, uh, uh, we got the scribes that beware the scribes. Now, I'm getting about to get ahead of myself. Let me slow down a moment and give you some more about this. He begins verse 46 by saying, beware of the scribes. Beware means get, pay attention to, give heed to. Listen, be cautious about the scribes. In other words, pay attention to the scribes as well as how they, how, look how the scribes think. Look how they talk. Look how they act. At times we get in a situation with people because they're not, we're not attentive as we should and how we should be dealing with them. I don't know about you, but sometimes you ever been talking, or excuse me, been observing somebody and you looked at them, you said, don't they know who they're talking to? Because sometimes they'll talk in a negative manner or sometimes they'll be too, what I, what I consider, they, they let their guard down with some people when they talk to them. 
Sometimes I listen to people talk to other people, and I say, they give that person too much information. They talking too much to that. Per- they telling that person too much information. They think that person got their best interest in mind, but really they're gonna take that very information and use it against them. And then they gonna wonder why did that? How did that person know all this right here? You gave it to a loose tongue. You gave it to a loose tongue, and when you gave it to a loose tongue. They took it and. It's amazing. You go on social media sometimes and you'll see people say certain things like, shouldn't they keep that private? Why are they putting all that, in my opinion, private information out so other people can comment on it? Because then, listen, when you put it out there, don't get mad when you get negative comments. Don't get mad when they say something you don't agree with. Why are you saying this about me? Because you put it out there. And you put it out there, folks will say some nasty and mean things about stuff you think is innocent. You can't get mad with it because you put it out there. That's why I don't put my stuff out there. I put my stuff what I want you to know. And you, you, listen, you can get mad about it all you want to. It won't even bother me. Don't put personal stuff. You don't want folks to get upset about it. I don't know where that came from, but y'all, you know who I'm talking to. Hallelujah. Now. The scribes, now the scribes said, beware the scribes. Now, the scribes were religious teachers who taught the law, and the definition that they gave it was in a way that gave the word of God no power. Now, if I'm Jesus, I would say, just stay away from them scribes. But Jesus said, be cautious of the scribes. And I'm thinking, Jesus, you said the scribes are the ones who teach your word like it has no power. In other words, when, if they said, if Jesus said there's authority in the name of Jesus, the scribes would say, it's just a name you hear every day, like Jesus. They would say things like, the scribe, Jesus said, in my name you can cast out demons, lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. The scribe would say, you better take medicine before you go and do certain things. Because you can call on Jesus, but Jesus is not going to answer your prayer. Or they'll say things like, he may or may not answer your prayer. When the Bible says the prayers of the righteous avail him much. He, listen, I thank God that God doesn't go by man before he uh, wants to answer somebody's prayer. He says, I'm going to answer your prayer according to my will. And so when the scribes would water down the word of God. Remember something I tell you, don't call on the name of Jesus unless you want something. Listen, I see people say, they, they'll, they'll run to a situation, they'll say that's Jesus, I, just out of, they don't even want him. Want They're just saying, just to be saying something. I don't use his name like that because I, I value his name. His name is, is important to me. His name is real to me. I, I don't want just call his name just for nothing. His name is too important just to be, if I call him, I want something. I want him to heal something. I want him to move something. I want to cast the devil out. I want God to do something great. I want a bigger and greater in my life. So don't call his name unless you want something. Unless you want something. Oh, good God. Got quiet right there. But this is what the scribes would do. There are people today who want to read the Bible like a story. Rather than seen as the written thoughts of God. You know, in today's society, some people say that the Bible is a good history book. Oh, my God, it got a little history, but let me tell you, the Bible is more than a history book to us. This is the book we live by. 
Bible says, excuse me, I like what Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I'm living by this Bible. The reason I, I read it instead of because that's what I live by. That's what I make my decisions by. That's how I, look, listen, I don't know how to treat you unless the Bible tells me how to treat you. I don't even know how to pray unless the Bible teaches me how to pray. I don't even know how to give unless the Bible teaches me how to give. I don't even know how to. Anybody like me? Oh, anybody live by the written and revealed word of God? Anybody like Jesus when Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that is written out of this book. Because we live by this book. We on the, listen, this book is precious to us. That's why I like with John, John, John 1 and 1. Go to John 1 and 1. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning was the word. And in verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I thank God that God gives us the word. Now, let's go back over to Luke 20 and 45. Then the hearing of all the people, he said to the disciples, beware the scribes. Now, one thing when I read that, I almost said every scribe is bad, but ain't what he's talking about. What does it say here, Pastor Dobbs? He says the scribe, the scribes who have this certain type of characteristics, you got to watch these down. Watch their motives, watch their mindset, watch the way that they, the way they carry about themselves. And I thought about this. Not only do you need to watch the scribes, but if you got somebody in your life with these type characteristics, you better watch them. You better be cautious about them. Oh, it ain't just the scribes. You got to watch supervisors. You got to watch family members. You got to watch people in your life of influence that got this type of mindset. You got to watch these type people. And, and Jesus is saying, beware. Be cautious. Be, pay attention to people who desire to go in, excuse me, desire to go around in long robes. In other words, they caught up in outward appearance. They caught up in the outward appearance and not concerned about the character that goes on inside the individual. Listen, listen, you can dress up a devil. Some of y'all didn't get that. Let, let me let me try that again. Let me try that for some more right here. Let me tell you something. You can dress a devil can dress up and look real good. Male or female. Oh, y'all got quiet right there, but that's okay though. You can dress them up, they can look good, but they'll still be a devil. So you can't go by the outward appearance when you look at folks. Number two, they love greetings in the marketplace. They smooth talkers. Uh, uh, in other words, they, 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 they try to talk people out of what they what God wants them to do. They, they'll greet you, but their greeting ain't real, y'all. Their greeting is to make sure to put on a show. They really don't like you. They, they say, hey, to make you think that they like you because they want to use you a little bit later. Ooh, look how y'all looking at him, boy. This is tough right here. I know it, boy. Because you have, listen, you have people on your job that saying hey to you, but really don't like you. Good morning. I hope your day is good. But in the back, they, they wait for you to turn your back so they can stab it just as close soon as you turn your back. 
Some people ain't going to wait till you turn your back. Why? You blink real good. They'll try to stab you in the front. They had the wrong type attitude. The third characteristic, they said, the best seats in the synagogue. In other words, don't overlook them. Don't treat me like, don't, listen, I'm special when I come into place. I can't sit in the back. I can't do other things. I got to sit up front. I want y'all to see me when I walk in. I want you, I, listen, I want, I want you to see me when I come in. Listen, people like this, they love to be seen. And if you don't see them, something wrong with you, according to them. They want that special privilege. Four, best places at the feast. Cheap place at the table. The highest places. Oh, don't overlook them in the dining hall. I like this. They ain't going to sit at the kitty table when, when all the other children are sitting there. They, 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 listen, if, listen, if all the seats are taken at the main table, they want somebody to get up and move so they can sit at that table. You could be eating your food halfway done, getting ready to, to, to sip your tea, and they say, hey, I need for you to get up and let this person sit right here. Now, see, watch this now. Some of us know we ain't careful. We don't know how saved we are when they say something like this to us. Woo, you want me to get up and do what? I'm about to finish my food. I tell you, you had a spot when I get up because I ain't coming back here no more. But that be you, you, you trying to. Why? Notice this. It ain't because they want the food. It's their mindset. I want you to know something about this before going to my last few here. It's not in the things they want. It's the mindset and how they get it. Watch people, how they try to get certain things, the mindset of certain folks. You got to watch folks like that, boy. And what's interesting about this, he says, beware. I would have said flee, but this is what you got to understand. You got to deal with people like this on your job. You got to deal with people like this in business. Oh, you don't think people are greedy? You got another thing coming, boy. You better watch. You better listen. You better dot every I, cross every T. You got to watch folks, boy. And and one one thing I, I, I that that I thought about. This is the way I look at this scripture right here. Is that he's saying, you know what? You're going to deal with folks like this on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Friday and a Saturday and even on a Sunday. You may have to deal with folks like this. Sometimes you go into a certain place trying to buy certain things. If you ain't careful, folks will rip you off. And listen, and will smile at you, especially they, they find out my preacher. Oh, I notice how the conversation changed when they hear I'm a preacher. Oh, oh, yes, I go to church too, my brother. I told y'all a story. I got to tell you a quick story, man. I got to tell you a quick story real quick. When I was in banking, I was doing loans, right? And uh, if I call a lady name, some of y'all probably know I was doing loans, right? So as I was doing the loan, excuse me, the lady, boy, she heard, she knew I was a preacher, right? Because I knew her son. I knew folks in her family and so forth. And she knew I was a preacher. And uh, and so back on the way back, she was telling, boy, she was Giving God the glory, she was loud too. She was because you know we had a small office, you know, with no wind, no offices. I mean, excuse me, no doors. She was talking to everybody we here, but she was praising God, Hallelujah! Woo, glory to God! A few minutes later, I told her no. That same woman that were that were praising God was cussing me out on the way out the door. <laughs> loud too, brother. <laughs> Cuss me out. 
Not only me, but everybody that was associated with the place I worked at. He said, beware of these type folks. Beware of these type folks. Now, back then, I was a novice. I didn't know anything. I, just, I was amazed and listened to her do all her stuff. I was amazed. Ooh. But now, I'm like, Psh, well, <laughs> that's what the Bible told me to beware of. So, <laughs> they out there. Uh, for they devour widows' houses. Dead beasts would take advantage of the less fortunate. They would take advantage of the le- less fortunate. Looking out for self and taking advantage of those in need. Boy, there are people out there who will take advantage of those in need. Sad, but true. Go down. I know that it may not be Bible, but that's the way I feel about it. They low down. Will take advantage of folks in their time. Listen, take advantage of folks in their time of need. Low down, folks. He says, beware of these type individuals. And they, for a pretense, make long prayers. They're praying long, but they ain't saying nothing. God said, they hard ain't in it. They just saying some stuff just to be, they trying to put on a show. He says, beware of these type individuals. And y'all know ain't nothing wrong with praying. But when your prayer is, your heart ain't in the prayer, I said something wrong with that picture. Notice he gave us six traits he told us to beware about. Beware of them. That's why the scribes were looking as though they were doing uh, the right things in some areas, but they had some internal issues that were motivating their actions. They had some internal issues, some problems, some unsettled matters that they were dealing with. We live in a society that it's easy to want to become friends with certain people and begin to follow them, especially believe that they give us certain perks, privilege, opportunities that we are currently don't have on our own. Well, I'm telling you, man, when you deal with folks like this, you got to be careful. Because folks sometimes will use you just to get, listen, let me tell you something. If they know, uh, uh, come here, stand up real quickly. I know you got, yeah, I know, yeah, I stand, I stand, all right. Stay right there. If they know, people, if they know that this person can get me into a certain place, they'll grab this person, come walk with me just a moment, and walk in the place, and as soon as they get in there, I, I'm sorry, you okay there? Okay, good, all right. Because they're used folks. They're used folks. Jesus said, beware of these individuals. Because it ain't just, it has not just uh, what he was talking about in that day. He's talking about in this day too. He, don't, he said, don't follow these individuals. Don't follow. Don't follow. Now, this is the thing you got to understand. When you, you deal with them, you just got to be careful when you deal with them. Be careful. Don't, don't get caught up with them. Don't get caught they talk, a good, they, they talk a good talk. And because we may not know who they are in Christ, they persuade us to follow them rather than the all-knowing God. Disciples want to know truth, though. Notice he was talking to his, the people, as well as the disciples. Now, one thing about a disciple, 
A disciple wants to know truth. A disciple wants to know truth. A follower of Christ wants to know truth. They, he told them to beware. Now remember now, he said it to the disciples along with the people that were listening to him at that time. Beware of the scribes who show these type traits. But then again, though, when, if you're a disciple, you know, you say, I can't follow these folks. Because these folks, their motives are not right. Now, can these folks be saved? Yeah. Can these folks be delivered? Yes. Because let's face it, some of us, our former life was caught up in some of the six traits we didn't read. So how can we get all mad with these folks when we, some of us used to be, Oh, God got quiet right there. That's okay, though. That is okay with me. You ain't never tried to manipulate somebody? Pray for the rest of us. You ain't never used, try to use somebody? Pray for the rest of us. God knows we all need deliverance. And so God delivered us. These people can be delivered, too. But we have to be in a position to be in truth. Because, see, truth will bring about deliverance. Truth will bring about healing. Truth will bring about love. Truth will bring about grace. Truth will bring about mercy. Truth will bring about forgiveness. And truth will bring about prosperity. Go to John chapter 8. Because we're disciples. Disciple means we are followers of Christ. How many thank God you're following Christ? One thing I thought about this as you get to John 8, 31 and 32. You know, one thing about a disciple, you learn about these type traits. He's like, oh, God, I'm so glad you teach me about these, God. Because imagine if God didn't teach you about these. You'd be following that same trap over and over again. But God loves us enough to expose us to different aspects. That he, he's, being, he's saying, listen, just be careful when you deal with these type of individuals. Be careful. Be careful. Good God Almighty. And when God put put your spiritual, the Holy Spirit start dealing with you, just be careful. Don't put your mind up when the Holy Spirit start dealing with your heart. Hey, slow down. Let me let me tell two people in here. Slow down. Let me tell somebody else. Slow down. Holy Spirit start dealing with your heart. You don't even know why. Holy Spirit start dealing with you. Just just slow down so you get peace to make that decision. Everybody understand that? All right, good. All right, John 8, 31, 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believe him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you what? Free. The truth will bring about deliverance, making you free. Healing. Bring about love. Bring about grace. Bring about mercy. Bring about forgiveness. And bring about prosperity. And a number of other things through. Truth. When the Holy Spirit lead and guide you in all truth, you're going to know some stuff. Because why? You're dealing with the all-knowing God. And God knows everything. There's not a subject matter that God don't know. Because he has infinite knowledge. He knows everything. And God wants to reveal it to his people. And so when God began to reveal it to us, we're so grateful for him. The Lord state describes, but know something about the scribes in the latter part of that verse that we just read. The Lord said the scribes are going to receive a greater condemnation for their actions. A condemnation means a judgment or a damnation for their actions. If we choose to follow those that focus on outward showy lifestyles while pretending to be spiritual, then we find ourselves receiving condemnation as well. 
we got to make sure we don't have those characteristics. We got to make sure we're delivered. When the Holy Spirit starts dealing with you about certain things, certain actions and, and motives and so forth, and he said they're wrong, hey, understand something. God, he's all-knowing. He knows. He knows. And then we, what we got to do? Repent and get it right. Paul put it like this. When I was a child, I put away childish things. We got to put some things away. We got to put some things away. We must remain conscious of who we are following. We got to be conscious of who we follow. We got to be aware. We got to be awake. We got to be sensitive to who we're following. Because some people have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof, according to 2 Timothy 3 and 5. Because we don't want to be a church going through the motions of prayer, going through the motions of praise, going through the, the worship, excuse me, the motions of worship. But we are true motivations being seen before, excuse me, well, listen, our true motivation is seen before God and pleasing him than man. We need real power to receive deliverance, protection, and prosperity. Be conscious, be aware of who you are following. Amen. I'm done. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.